Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tapping in to another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright, and I am so grateful to share this space with you as we reflect on moments and seasons of growth and transformation. Today, I am elated. To have fellow clinician, um, powerhouse, mogul in the making, uh, light bearer, world changer, just epitome of like all things that a great Black woman can be. You may know her as Dr. Ebony. And she embodies everything that she shares with the world. And she does it in such a transparent way. Um, And I'm so, so, so happy to have her. Uh, Dr. Ebony is a licensed psychologist and food relationship strategist who has made it her mission to help women of color heal and thrive in the areas of trauma and diet recovery. She's passionate about helping others recover from diet culture while also learning to shape their health in a more empowered manner. Dr. Ebony is also the creator of My Therapy Cards. Listen, y'all, her My Therapy Cards are amazing. I take them with me wherever I go when I'm going to a girlfriend's house because I just pull them out at random. They're beautiful. They are like taking off. I'm so proud of her. I'm so happy for her. Um, They're a self-exploration and self-insight card deck created for Black women, and they are the first of their kind created by us for us. Y'all, I'm so happy. Hey, sis, how you doing? Hey, sis! (laughs) All those good words. Thank you so much. So happy to have you. I'm so happy. I am so happy to be here. You just amaze me and my heart just flutters, okay? My heart just flutters. You're just so amazing. Um, I love how authentic you are. I love how genuine you are. I love how transparent you are. And just sharing bits and pieces of your story, you know, with the world and also providing space for, for healing and transformation Today, I really wanted to talk to you about this journey that you've had in learning how to trust yourself because you make some real big moves. You know, <laughs> you do. You do a lot of things that are like outside the quote unquote norm of our profession. You just step out and you do your own thing, and it's natural, it doesn't feel forced, but that type of courage, it takes a lot of trust in yourself, you know, and I absolutely admire that about you. And I, you know, try to take mental note um, in how you move because it's, it's so amazing. And I think that people are drawn to you because 
of that. How did you even get to this point of just learning how to make these big moves and trusting yourself? I don't even know. I, I wish you could see my face over here because I'm just like, because, <laughs> you know, when you live in your body, in your life, you don't see yourself how other people see you. True that. True that. So I'm just sitting here like, I am, I am a, yeah, I was like, I'm a duck because clearly I am <laughs> under the water swimming for my life. And y'all just see kind of like this person who's like making big moves and y'all don't see me like crying in the background, like calling my sister every five minutes. Like, was that right? Was that right? What you think? How did I look? What did this look like? Did I sound stupid? You know, so. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I appreciate about you. Like you just authentically share your perspective, right? But like something gets you to the point where you make these steps. Like what gets you there? How? I actually just had this conversation with my therapist yesterday, to be honest. Amen. Amen. So, so I think that because I think it, I think it's a survival tactic, to be honest. If I really sit with the question. I really do think it's a survival tactic because I grew up in a way that I grew up mainly with my mom and a bunch of women raising me, her sisters. But her, my mom was present, but my mom was not emotionally present. Like my mom was there and we were always together, but my mom was not involved. She made sure we ate. She made sure we had clothes, but my mom was also living her life too. And I kind of, she always knew that I would take care of myself. So I basically enrolled myself in college, unenrolled myself from the honors program because I thought I was grown. I kind of got myself. Yeah, I did all the right things and all the wrong things at the same time. But I did it because I, at a time, was navigating with no guidance. So I've always had to walk into the unknown. And it's crazy because I'm such a person who, who loves control, yet I'm always walking into the unknown. And so I kind of got myself in grad school by myself, kind of did all my FAFSA. I've always just done it myself because my mom kind of was a person who stopped going to my parent teacher conferences when I was in sixth grade. She was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going back up there for them to just tell me that you talk too much. Like, I'm not, you know. And so I would just got myself through. And now I still feel like I'm just getting myself through. I always knew that education was the thing that was going to get me out of. The place that I was, and when I say the place, I mean Mississippi, you just, I just felt like I couldn't thrive there. And I was like, I'm going to move. And so I always saw education as a thing that was going to get me out. And I think that's the way I see my business now as a thing that's going to get me out. But I couldn't tell you what I'm still trying to get out of. I think that, that, I think that a large part of that is still related to my fear of poverty, my fear of kind of not succeeding. So that's when I say I think I'm still just trying to get out of. I think it's a survival tactic that I'm still in survival mode. Like, what else can I create? What else? What else can I do? Like, what else needs to be done? What else is the next big thing that I can do to get myself more leverage? And I think that that comes from me being a survivor, to be honest. And I never thought about it like that until last night. And now that I'm telling you about it, I never thought of it as a need to just kind of keep getting further, further away from what my life used to be. But what what makes you pull the trigger, so to mm-hmm. speak? Like, you know, even in a survival mode, which I think is definitely 
something that could be relatable for most black women, most yeah. black folks in general, you know, um, especially if you're not necessarily coming from like a high uh, income household. Right. right. Like like that is a very normal state. But there's still something yeah. that. You know, when you're in survival mode, you're like, okay, I got to make the best decision. Do I do this or do I do do this? And then something pushes you towards a certain decision and you got to like trust yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and 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 what do you think gets you there? Right. Because I I get what you're saying about that. I have to just I got to do what I got to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But even in. um even in that process, there, there's something that happens where you're like, you know, I'm going to do this and I actually trust that this is going to work out or it better work out. I don't know if I trust it, but it's better work out or yeah. like, this is, this is the best decision for me. H- how do you, how do you get there? Do you think that you kind of just have like a blind faith, um, so to speak? Do you think that you just, condition yourself to like just jump and not even really think up overthink about like the matter of trust like how does that happen yeah that's a really good question one of the things I used to say that I I still say that I love about myself is that I will go I will go and my mom used to always tell me one of the things she'd tell me she was like it used to be a joke but to kind of tie this in she said you better stop getting in the car with people you just you just get in the car with anybody and so Mm. I will get in a situation if I feel like that's what I want to do. And mm. I think that there's always been something guiding me. And I would like mm. to call it my higher self kind of yeah. always guiding me. And I never really kind of sat down to think about it. So my first jump, um, because I'm not always trusting myself. I've jumped, but I've not always trusted myself. Mm. I literally have just learned to start trusting myself. So to be transparent, I always kind of relied on somebody else to to, to kind of catch the catch me when I fall. That gotcha. was my first marriage. Like, and I, even when we got a divorce, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna still be connected to this person because mm-hmm. this person is my safety." And it gotcha. was it was only until a therapy appointment that the therapist said, "You don't really trust that you could take care of yourself, do you?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Absolutely not. I don't think that I can take care of myself." But I've mm-hmm. always made a decision to follow my career to follow my education so that was also my safety net and that was going to get me out so I knew I wasn't going to compromise that so when I went on internship in New Orleans and left my partner behind I was like this is my education this is my ticket and I'm going and I don't you can come with me or you can't and so Mm. I didn't know if it was going to work out but I knew that that's the next hurdle that I needed to cross and I knew that it was going to be that I always trusted myself to do school I knew I could do school. I knew I could do education. I always knew I could do that. So I went there. I went to San Diego. I will move and leave a situation if it means elevation in my career. Because remember, in survival mode, career is my thing. And I'm always chasing that, right? So it wasn't until recently that I was like, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to trust myself. And I'm going to actually, I'm in the middle of still chasing and being in survival mode and still kind of recognizing that there's a higher self guiding me because I never really made that connection. I never really made that connection that this is my higher self guiding me and I don't have to be so afraid. So it's so much that is, that is there, but I will definitely tell you to answer that. I feel like I just go, I trust 
it's gonna work out in some way and it's it's gonna yeah. happen. It's gonna happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. Like I remember investing in myself, like all this money to for a marketing coach, right? Twice. And I was saying, man, I don't know if this is gonna work out, but something's gotta shake. You know, because I know I have this product that I want to bring to life. I know that it's needed. I know that it's gonna elevate my people, but I don't know if I need it. I don't want it to just be anything. I don't know who to get with, but I trust that it's going to happen. And I, and it ended up one time it didn't work out the other time it did. Right. So girl. I think that I just, last time that it did, girl, it don't work out. Okay. Tell you that I'm just like sitting down being, I'm being methodical, but I can't tell you that I totally can see everything that's going to happen. Yeah, right now. Of course. I of really course. can't. And you know what? I mean, something that you mentioned, even the compartmentalization of like the going versus like the trusting and the trying things and making leaps and all of this stuff. I think that that is actually something that can, that happens a lot for people. Like there might be some areas in your life that you have a lot of confidence in Mm -hmm. and you feel comfortable making the jumps and the things that might look risky to other people, it don't feel risky to you. Cause it's like, Oh no, I gotta do this. Right. Like for some people. And I think that I'm like that, like when it comes to travel, right? Like mm-hmm. I'll go places by myself, you know, I'll be staying in tree houses. <laughs> I'll be camping by myself, you know, I'll be jumping out of things. And people are like, Tiffany, like, I'm nervous for you. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I mean, you're more likely to die from a car accident than I am from jumping out of a plane. So it just really is not that big of a deal, right? I have so much confidence. And yeah, me, I'm like, absolutely not. But but I'll throw I'll I'll, I'll throw this amount of money at it, you know, but I'm not jumping out of a plane. Like I'll leave my entire house and go to another city where I know nobody, but I'm not jumping out of a plane. <laughs> right. And so the the confidence that you have to make decisions in one area of your life may not necessarily be the same. Like for me, I am learning how conservative I am with money. Mm. And, and so I this year, it was a focus of mine, like to break this, to remember like scare money don't make money mm-hmm. and so i've actually started um being more active in trading and investing in stocks this year and i mean i started out baby steps like oh i'm gonna get one share here mm-hmm. right and then like over this year i've given myself the the space to like do more and more and i had to come to a place of like tiffany you make really good decisions. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. Like, I know it's money, but it's okay. It's all transferable. Like, if you can trust yourself in this area of your life, you can trust yourself in another area. And I mean, I've even had challenges in the past around, like, you know, romance. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, you have a couple of relationships that, like, eh, I could have did without that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe get to a point like, you know what, I'm going to be cool on it, but then I can make these other big decisions in other areas of my life. And so I think that that's really interesting. You just pointing out, like, you can be on autopilot and, like, be real in tune to stuff in, like, some areas in your life and other areas, it just may not necessarily be as strong yes but you said that you've learned recently 
to be more intentional about, intentional about trusting yourself or that it's been coming up for you more. So like what happened recently where that that started being inner dialogue? I think it's just been uh, therapy, to be honest. I think it's been therapy and me sitting with a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, uh, allowing myself to be more vulnerable. And kind of, I think the the release of the therapy cards put me on full blast in a lot of ways um, because more visibility, more visibility, more people asking questions, me learning how to set boundaries with people, you know, me realizing I can't be everything to everybody, which is how the cards were born anyway, is me trying to help spread myself because people don't have access, right? But also realizing that the more you are visible, the more access people actually want to you and feel like they have to you. And so needing to say no, but also feeling guilty about that no. And also trusting that you can tell people that you're not going to tell them that. You know, you can tell people that you spent money on that and you're not going to share that. Like you don't have to give things away. Um, and you don't have to answer every email that comes in, you know, you know, and so learning how to sit with that guilt has helped me to lean in and trust myself more too. I would also say another experience that taught me how to trust myself was girl, which is totally fine for everybody else. But my relationship with food and leaving the bodybuilding world taught me how to trust myself. Listen, okay. You know, we can have this conversation. for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, can you talk about that though? Talk about that. So, so okay. So the way that I got into bodybuilding, and I only did it for a year and a half, but it felt like eternity. So I don't know how yeah. people kind of are living in that world full force all the time. Right. But I got into it because I was actually being so really, really hard on myself. It's like, oh my God, I'm losing myself. I need to do something to kind of get myself back together. And remember, I'm extreme. I will go to the places where I'm not expected to go. So I was like, okay, I can't just go on another diet. I need to do something extreme because I'm losing touch with what the struggle feels like. So bam, let me bodybuild because I never did that before. (laughs) Right idea. So I got connected with the trainer who was my friend from college and it was just a toxic mess. It was just a very toxic mess. The, The bodybuilding world, in my opinion, and this is only my experience, this is not true for everybody else, is it was toxic for me. And it was a lot of expectations around what my body should look like naturally because you're bodybuilding, duh. But I had worked so hard on getting myself to a place where I accepted my body that that completely threw me backwards. And so I was nitpicking every single thing about myself. I was in the throes of like diet culture where I was like, oh, my ankle swole. I should let me use some diuretics to get this water off. Like all of these things, like trying to get right. rid of, trying to get rid of water, all of the, all of these things to kind of like stay within a certain weight range. And this is after the show. So this is after it's over and me still trying to look like I look on stage and uh-huh. still kind of still trying to maintain that. Also while being constantly told that what the way I was presenting myself on social media made me look a certain way and I needed to stop. So basically remind you, social media is my platform where my business lives. Mostly. So if I'm being told that I can't show food, that I shouldn't show food, that I shouldn't kind of be authentic with my travels and that I'm doing too much and that I shouldn't celebrate my birthday because I should be in the gym, like all of these things, I was like, no, this is completely not who I am. And if I'm going to live within who I am and be authentic, I've got to leave this and I've got to choose me and build my relationship back up with food and myself. 
So that's really where I was like, I'm going to walk away from this. I got myself to a healthy relationship with food in the first place. I can do it again. I don't need anybody's opinion about my body to tell me whether or not my body is good enough. I can do this myself. And that's really where the trust in myself came from. Mm. Um, And so starting to do a lot of shame and guilt work around that too. And realizing that you are fine just as you are. And so learning how to advocate for myself and break away from all of those messages that were telling me that otherwise. Because it makes me feel good to share my food journey with people and to share my food Mm. and to share my travels and then being told that I look a certain way just because I do. I was like, well, do I? Should I? Being shamed about that is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it, it reinforces that perfectionism that makes you not trust yourself in the first place. Listen, that's the shit. That's the shit, right? That girl, that's what it is. It's dumb. It's yeah. dumb shit too. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. trust myself, and I'm relying on somebody else, and I'm trying to be perfect for somebody else's approval. And all it did was take me back to you know my old self that was insecure needing the approval and acceptance of people, all of that stuff right. just came back. And that was not a very, yes. that wasn't a very good, yes. that wasn't a good space for me at absolutely. all. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you are afraid of the outcome of, of, of a choice, right? Um, because you don't think it's going to be everything that you want it to be, or it's not going to work out how you envision it, that that fear is what paralyzes you and keeps you from taking a leap, from mm-hmm. taking a step, from leaning into trusting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you're already future tripping, so to speak, right, about how are other people going to view this? How is this going to look? Um, is this going to be good enough? Am I going to be good enough? Is is this going to be perfect? Is this going to be the way that I want it? And all of that just keeps us from, from just making decisions that are in our benefit, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like this shit around perfectionism, it just doesn't exist, but we just make it up in our minds like it does, especially because when we look at other people's lives and the things that they create, you know, we see the finished product. We don't see everything that it took to get a person there. It don't matter if you have, you know, fitness goals. It doesn't matter if you're looking at people admiring their relationships. It doesn't matter if you're admiring someone and their net worth and their business and their enterprising Like, it don't matter what it is. When you see an end result, you don't see the journey, right? And Mm -hmm. so when you're going on your own journey, it's important to remember it's a journey and it's going to be like a step-by-step process. And every time you make a step and it pushes you forward, then you can build your confidence in yourself a little bit by little bit and just like keep going with it. Yes, yes. But, but if you don't have that introspection, right, and, and you're not, I feel like if you're not in therapy or you're not kind of in some type of uh, place where you're able to go inward, yeah. you miss all of that. And yeah. that's exactly where I was. I wasn't engaging in therapy, right? I was uh, kind of just basically doing this and all of my attention was there. And so I didn't have the ability to go inward, but I also knew that I wasn't living in the line with what was authentic to me. So yeah. you miss all of that that you just said. Like you you really don't, you're not even connected to it. 
Right. And and that's why and I'm I'm glad that you're mentioning that because listen, y'all, we are both clinicians. Yeah. We are both <laughs> therapists who have therapists. Yes. Like, for real. Know you know. No therapist ain't got a therapist. <laughs> like I'm just gonna tell you, you know, be in that session with one eye extra open, yes. right? Because we all have blind spots. Like we all have blind spots and you're so right that even the most self-aware person will still have blind spots and not know you know why they're getting in their own way or why certain limiting beliefs exist that you don't even know are there right Right. like why certain negative core beliefs are impacting you and taking away from you like this life that you could actually really 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 love Mm -hmm. you know um, but telling you that you're not this enough, you're not worthy enough, um, you're not likable, you're not lovable, like no one wants you, like all the things that negative core beliefs are, mm-hmm. you know, you it's hard for you to just know that shit on your own. That's why therapy is so important. And I get it. Every People have their own perspectives on therapists um, or therapy, but I'm telling y'all, it is not the same as fucking talking to your friend. Mm-hmm. Your no. friend does not go to school for six <laughs> plus years and fucking spend three to five years in a job, you know, getting extra expertise and doing continued education and all That's kinds right. of shit. Like a trained professional is very different than you just talking to your homie or your homegirl. Like it's not the same. It's not the same. It's nowhere near the same. And, and, and the thing is your friends don't have the ability to be objective. Right. And so you need somebody who can be objective and is skilled in kind of like seeing some things. And you want to be able to say things. I know some of us have these friends that we can tell anything to, but you really want to be able to have a space that's yours and yeah. that you can go to and that you can retreat to and just be like, look, what is going on? Can you help me? I need some introspection because your friends love you and they're going to always protect you. Not to say that your therapist doesn't love you, but your therapist has a better ability to right. be objective and to look at things from <laughs> right. a distance right. and to, to not be in the throes of it with you. Because a lot of times our friends are like, girl, where we need to go? You know, you just have those right. friends and then you have a therapist like, I know that's what you want to do and I can see why. And right. is that connected to your values? Is right. that connected to your values? What's the consequences? Are you going to like yourself tomorrow when you do that? You know? So you need somebody who can sit on another, like I use the mountain example, sit on another mountain, see your stuff and be able to say, look, you, you're going too far towards the edge. Or yes, take that step. You're doing great. You know? And so you need that. And you need somebody who is trained. And let your friends off the hook from having to be everything to you. Let them just be a friend. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, something else that you said um, that I want to circle back to was the fact that you did like a lot of work around shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized like in work with my therapist that a lot of shame stuff that we worked on, um, that definitely interrupted my flow and trusting myself Uh like shame that I didn't even know existed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's important that, you know, folks spend time in thinking about decisions that they've made and 
and really looking inward as to is there anything that you're harboring unforgiveness towards yourself around, right? Like, is there anything that you are regretting? Is there anything that any decisions in the past that you feel bad for? Because oftentimes that stuff Mm -hmm. lies in the shadows and that's what really prevents you from trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good. Bad decisions and and just kind of thinking about not wanting to make that mistake again. So for me, it's the perfectionism in me too, or the perfectionist in me who's like, okay, we did that. We don't want to do it again. So right, always trying not to make that step again. And and still ended up making it anyway, but but really trying really hard not to make it because it's so shameful. So as I'm thinking about things that I regret, right? I'm thinking about kind of situations. What comes to mind first is like relationships and friendships. Always. Yeah, always. Right. I have a lot of shame and a lot of, uh, I have a lot of shame and unwillingness to sit in vulnerability around rejection. Mm. And part of why I take rejection so deeply is because there's a lack of trust, a lack of trust in, in kind of this fear of abandonment, right? All stemming from childhood stuff. Right. Um, But if I'm I don't want people to tell me, no, I don't want to be rejected. That's super shameful for me. So what do I do to not have people reject me? I overcompensate. I say yes. I blur my boundaries. I be everything to everybody, but nothing to myself, you know. And so because I'm always trying to avoid that rejection, like, what do you need me to be? And so that gets me into situations with people who can't give me what I need, but they're always getting what they need. And so I don't trust myself enough to be like, well, girl, say no, you will be fine. Like, like, it's just like what you said a minute ago. I will go to another state that I've never been to in my life and know that I'm going to be okay because I got a job there, right? Because career. But being in a relationship and be like, well, girl, say that. If you feel that, say that. And I'm like, well, no, I can't do that. I don't want to do that, but that's that rejection, that response, that same response and that feeling of being abandoned by rejection is so big that I would not say something, but I would go to a whole nother state. Right. And be by myself and learn the ways, you know, so it's just so interesting. It is. I mean, the brain is fascinating. It really, really, really is. But I mean, I think in, in what you're saying, Similarly to how I feel, it's you think about transferable skills, right? Mm -hmm. Transferable skills is the same as transferable experiences. If you can make decisions that you know benefit you in one area of your life, you know, yeah, it might take extra work to get to a level of comfort and, um, just like connection to yourself in like another area, but you can do it. Like uh-huh. you have the capacity, right? Like if you've had the capacity to do something in this one dimension or area of your life, you have the capacity to do it in another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really about reminding yourself about that. And that's the thing too. And, and it's so it's so much easier said than done, right? Because I'll tell my clients in a minute, transfer skills, like transferable skills, like you do it over here. Let's just see how we can do it over here, right? Yeah. But when it comes to me, Ebony, the human, not Dr. Ebony, the, the therapist or kind of business person is really having scared. to, it's scared. really clear. I'm really scared. Yeah. Like, 
I don't want these people to leave. Like, I really want this person around. This person is detrimental to me. Yet I want them around because I don't want anybody leaving me. Um, You know, and so when you think about trust and think about, you know, using the skills of boundaries and just kind of going forward, I have to remind myself that does do this person line up with your values? Mm. Is this person helping you to get to where you need to go? If not, how do we then begin mm. to make better choices that then allows you to begin to set boundaries? And sometimes yeah. that's a hard break off with people. I've had to kind of put some real thick boundaries up with some friends. And that was for my betterment. And that's hard. Yeah. But when you lean in and start to trust yourself more, you can trust yourself to set boundaries more. And so that's where I am. I'm not doing that with every yes. single one of my, my relationships, yeah. but I'm doing it in some. And that gives me hope that I can do it with others. Oh, I just got to take a deep breath with that. No, it, it it's so true. Sometimes it's, it's just baby steps, you know, and I appreciate your transparency in the fact that, you know, I, I tell folks that I have on the show, y'all, like, Spirit told me to give you this topic. Yeah. <laughs> I may not necessarily know why, but Spirit told me to give you the topic and we gon' we gonna go in. And I appreciate how you're so transparent that you are actively on a journey of learning how to intentionally trust yourself mm-hmm. in many ways. Um mm-hmm. because I mean it is a journey, right? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I've taken away from this is like understanding your fears, mm-hmm. right? Like your fears can be just lying in the shadows and you don't really even know what you're afraid of, right? Mm-hmm. So the fear of abandonment or the fear of rejection or the fear of failure or the fear of not being accepted, the fear of not being loved, the whatever it is, right? Like a lot of these things, um, the, the, a lot of these things keep us from leaning into trusting ourselves. And so really making space to um, develop that insight into like, well, what fears are impeding me from trusting myself, mm-hmm. even if it's just in very specific areas, I think is is so important. And also a uh, important takeaway from what you're saying for me is like, pay attention to how you you do champion yourself in certain areas of your life. You know, Mm -hmm. if if you feel strong and confident in certain areas of your life, you can really try to tap into that and transfer that into another area if you're having trouble um, trusting yourself. Absolutely. And Spirit was right on time. Trusting (laughs) myself is something that I'm always kind of leaning into because I promise you, I have to talk to myself. Like if I go live, I have to talk to myself. Don't call your sister. You did fine. Mm. Don't call your sister. You did. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's a. I mean, it's a. It's a practice, right? Yeah. It's a. It's literally like a muscle you're building, and and I just thank you so much um, from your for your transparency. You know, it's like you. Said, it's important to have people that you can lean on, but it is also just such an amazing. A feeling when you can learn to listen to your intuitive self and mm-hmm. and and you put forth the action and you see the fruit of that labor. I mm-hmm. mean, I just you y'all y'all got to check her out and order these my therapy cards, y'all. Like seriously, they are made by a black woman for black women. Mm-hmm. 
but anybody could use them. Um, the, the imagery on them is beautiful. Like the prompting questions are amazing. They're simple, but they get to the heart of the matter, which Thanks. is what therapy does. So thank you so much, sis, for coming on today. Um, I, I appreciate it. Is there anything you want to just leave the people with? Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for you doing this. Like this is, this is important for us to be able to kind of get past our selves that we put up because I think that the professional self is also a a protective uh, factor to it, like protecting. So I don't have to be my, I'm transparent in a lot of ways, but also I'm hiding within that professionalism and that, that identity that, you know, keeps me. So I'm able to be Dr. Ebony, but then Ebony is still very scared. Dr. Ebony has a lot more fearlessness. So thank yes. you for doing this and having these these uh, important conversations. I would just tell people to kind of trust, you know, be a little bit more compassionate and graceful with yourself. There are a lot of things that we're continuing to unlearn and give yourself space and time to unlearn that stuff. It's not easy and it's not, it's not the most um, comfortable thing because it's scary. We're walking into an unknown. Right. And as humans, our natural instinct is to protect ourselves from threat. And so the unknown, we don't know if there's a threat there or not. So we're naturally going to be resistant to it. So allow yourself to kind of pr- re- look at the real threats and then look at the things that your your upbringing is telling you and then kind of have grace and compassion to allow yourself to unfold as you kind of continue to go on your journey because it is going to take some grace and compassion for us to be able to do the healing that we need to do. Yes, yes. A man, a shay, all the stuff. All the things. All all the things. All the things. Well, thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank y'all for listening today. Please feel free to share this, subscribe, follow, uh, leave a comment, anything, any feedback. I want to encourage you to be open to paying attention to the shifts within yourself and around you. They are always happening. And the shifts are so real if you're really in tune and aware of what's going on. As you go through your day, as you go through your week, I want to encourage you, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, y'all, be well.